This is Sound and Season. It's March 4th, the third day of Lent. Our passage today comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 2, verses 1 through 23. On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding twenty or thirty gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water now become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first, and when the people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum with his mother and his brothers and his disciples, and they stayed there for a few days. The Passover of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found those who were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons and the money changers sitting there. And making a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned the tables. And he told those who sold the pigeons, take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of trade. His disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. So the Jews said to him, what sign do you show us for doing these things? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, It has taken forty-six years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking about the temple of his body. When, therefore, he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many believed in his name when they saw the signs that he was doing. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Can we pause momentarily and just acknowledge how bizarre it is that Jesus' very first public sign to manifest his glory is to turn water into wine? After 30-something continuous years of completely veiling his glory, why would Jesus choose this moment to unveil his power? No lame were made to walk. No blind men were made to see. There was no good news preached for ears to hear. Why would Jesus begin his ministry with something as seemingly trivial as making sure a bride and a groom didn't run out of wine? The answer is found in Jesus' strange response to his mother. 
Mary tells Jesus of the couple's predicament. And in verse four, Jesus says, woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Mary then orders the servants to do whatever Jesus asks. And Jesus makes about 150 gallons of wondrous wine. Not simply by refilling the used wineskins, but instead by filling the jars used for ritual purification. This is the first of John's signposts. Jesus came to fulfill the law and fill us with joy. Yes, Jesus is physically present at this wedding celebration in Cana, but his mind is on another wedding, his own. Throughout the Old Testament, God describes his love for us by comparing it to a husband's love for his wife. As the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. Isaiah 62, 5. Jesus heard Mary ask for help with the wine, but then he began to think about what it was going to cost him to provide wine at his own wedding feast. You see, in the book of John, Jesus' hour refers always and only to his death. Jesus knows that the only way he can marry his bride is if he dies in our place. And so it is that during Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem and used a whip to drive everyone and everything out of the temple. Everyone, that is, except himself, the very Passover Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Lord, hear our prayer and let our cry come to you. Let us pray. Father, as the old hymn says, could we with ink the ocean fill and were the skies of parchment made, were every stalk on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade, to write the love of God would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole though stretched from sky to sky. Jesus, we rejoice that you came to give us life and life abundant in you. You came to rescue and redeem us at the cost of your own life so that the joy you have in the Father and Spirit would be in us and be complete so that we could be married to you in love forever. Your kindness and compassion are beyond our ability to comprehend. Spirit, in view of the mercies of God, Enable us to present our very bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to you. Let our love be genuine. Let us outdo one another in showing honor. And by your grace, teach us to rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constant in prayer as we labor towards and look forward to the glorious wedding feast of the Lamb. O Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.